cryptocurrency. People call it a fad, a scam, even a Ponzi scheme. Means evading money laundering and drug trafficking. But is this really the case? And should they all be painted with the same brush? I'll leave that for you to decide. People are starting to question the things they hear in the media and they don't know where to turn to for the truth. I believe a narrative has been written and the stage is set. Phrases such as a new world order and the great reset are becoming less trivial as organizations like the World Economic Forum start to use the same language. The financial industry is experiencing the greatest disruption since 1944 and I hope to raise awareness about it in this video. There is no doubt in my mind that blockchain technology will do for money and value what the internet did for information. We are launching into the second era of the internet, the internet of value. Information is streamed to us in seconds, but money can take days to move from point A to point B. It sounds ridiculous, but in most cases, it would be quicker to jump on a plane and fly it there yourself. But we are getting ahead of ourselves. Without any further delay, let's get right into it because I'm excited to show you this one. Chapter 1 Cash In my opinion, I believe we are currently invested, even over leveraged, in the biggest scam of all. Do you know what it is? Fiat currency. Cash. A government promise that this piece of paper holds value because they say it does, but it's fake. Where does it come from? Do you just print it? We print it digitally, so we, you know, we as a central bank, we have the ability to create money uh, digitally. The fiat monetary system is unsustainable and will eventually come to a terrible end, and then we'll see change. But we are living in a rigged system. There are three ways to make a living in this business. Be first, be smarter, or cheat. You may be thinking, well, what's wrong with printing more money? Even in the recent Netflix TV series Money Heist, they didn't think they were stealing because the money came hot off the printing press. But let me tell you something, they were, through a process called quantitative easing, QE, better known as printing money. Why call it quantitative easing and not just printing money? Well that's because quantitative easing sounds more complicated. Inflation is a silent savings killer. Basic economics clearly shows that the increase of any money supply causes inflation, reducing purchasing power. If you have $100,000 in the bank now, in five years, you'll still have $100,000, but it may spend closer to $75,000. When central banks print too much money too quickly, you get hyperinflation. To give you an understanding of how bad things can get, in the last 15 years, inflation of Zimbabwe's currency has surged 500 billion percent. And since its inception, 
purchasing power of the US dollar has fallen 95%. The days of saving money is extinct, dead, gone, as we hit the lowest interest rates in history, even reaching negative territory for some countries. Overall, there are three key issues with the current monetary system that need to be solved. Number one, inflation. We are at the mercy of the central bank when it comes to how much and how often they print. Number two, lack of transparency. We have no idea exactly how much is being printed, or better still, exactly where it's going to. Number three, trust. We must place our faith in people to do the right thing. In the 2008 financial crisis here, a lot of that trust was lost. When this happens again, all trust will be gone. Have you got all that? Good. Because a new monetary system is on the horizon and you have the opportunity to take part in the greatest transfer of wealth in the history of mankind. Chapter 2. Corona. I believe there is more than meets the eye with this health crisis, but as always, the media leads you furthest from the truth. We are all faced with the same conundrum. That's the question. And the problem is, you get fed the same story no matter where you turn. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media I can only speak for myself, but I've chosen to read between the lines instead of accepting things at face value. Not only that, I've been fortunate enough to see things from a different perspective, like an outsider looking in. For that reason, I think this crisis is what the establishment has been waiting for, a catalyst to roll out a new financial system. From disaster to opportunity, never let a good crisis go to waste. Winston Churchill from the moment this health crisis hit, the narrative went into full swing. Cash was viewed as a source of contamination that could facilitate transmission. Yet, before all of this happened, the world was already placing emphasis on becoming a cashless society, doing things such as removing ATMs and physical banks, and introducing cash bans on purchases over $10,000. Why? Because governments around the world want traceability of every cent, and the current system isn't working in terms of providing a currency that behaves as a store of value. In my opinion, they will take this as an opportunity to increase digitization of the world's monetary system and return to the gold standard with a gold-backed digital asset. I like the idea of a gold standard. I mean, it could be used in a very um, cryptocurrency way. The point is, do you have a unified money system so that when you talk about the international marketplace, everyone is playing on a level monetary playing field? This is the future. And China is winning this race as they near the rollout of the digital RMB. But don't think for a second that the US and the rest of the world will be left behind. Chapter 3 Crypto Now this is the part where I can lose people. This is the part where you run away. I honestly hope it's not because this is where I bring it all together. Aristotle once said, it is the mark of an educated mind to entertain a thought without fully accepting it. 
and this is all I'm asking you to do here. Don't worry, I'm not going to bombard you with crypto jargon like someone on Wall Street would try to do to you. Fugazi, fugazi, it's a wazi, it's a woozy. Instead, I'm going to tell you my opinion right now. It is my belief that the advent of blockchain technology will make the dot-com era look like a blip, and I'll explain why. What's that smell? The cologne? No. Opportunity. No, money. If you participated in the dot-com era, you're investing in companies that were built on top of this new thing called the internet. You couldn't invest in the underlying technology, so instead you invested in companies like Amazon, eBay, Oracle, and IBM. But what if you had the opportunity to invest in the very thing that all these companies were built upon? What if you could invest in the protocols of the internet, the internet protocol suite? Protocols like transmission control protocol, file transfer protocol and hypertext transfer protocol. This is the opportunity that blockchain technology and cryptocurrencies present. You are no longer limited to investing in silos like you were if you invested in these dot-com companies. Instead, now you have the opportunity to invest in the very thing these big companies will integrate with and what the world's next big companies will be built upon. Blockchain technology. Who is investing in this technology and why? This is the question you need to be asking yourself. You would have heard the saying, follow the smart money. Well, I have been, and it's the reason my three-year crypto journey has brought me here. I'm aware of the companies that are exploring ways to integrate blockchain technology into their business. Companies like Amazon, Google, and Facebook. I also know the people that are investing in cryptocurrencies, like Robert Kiyosaki, Sir Richard Branson, Jack Dorsey, and Steve Wozniak. There are two fundamental reasons why this is happening. Firstly, blockchain technology can improve the way businesses operate globally. And secondly, cryptocurrencies are viewed as a hedge against the traditional monetary system because they behave as an uncorrelated asset class. I bet you're wondering, how does blockchain technology improve the way businesses function? This occurs in several ways, but primarily it does this by reducing friction and cutting costs while increasing transparency, trust, efficiency, speed, and security. All of this happens because of clever mathematics and computer code. I won't go into the details of how it works because it's not a prerequisite for being able to appreciate its existence. The same way that you don't need to know how your car works to get you from point A to point B, or how the internet allows you to access information in seconds at the click of a button. Previously, I mentioned three key issues with the current monetary system that need to be solved. Let's revisit them and reveal how blockchain technology solves them. Number one, inflation. The trouble with fiat currency is that more is created all the time. With most cryptocurrencies, you have a predetermined fixed supply, so this combats this issue. Additionally, some cryptocurrencies have a burn rate that eliminates the amount of the cryptocurrency with each transaction meaning it is deflationary by nature. Number two, lack of transparency. With cryptocurrencies, you have complete transparency. You can see where money is being moved, where it is going, and when. Additionally, identifying senders and recipients is only getting easier with developments such as PayID, making payments as easy as sending and receiving an email. Number three, trust. Cryptocurrencies are trustless because their foundation is math and code, with transactions validated by a decentralized network of computers. In terms of cryptocurrencies, 
generally, uh, I can say almost with certainty that, that they will come to a bad ending. Remember how I said I've chosen to read between the lines? Every day I read an article about how we're in a Bitcoin bubble. And who is writing those articles? I don't want to say the establishment, but is it possible that Warren Buffett called Bitcoin a pyramid scheme because he has 92 billion conventional dollars to protect? Now, what would you say if I told you you're being lied to when it comes to cryptocurrencies? What if I said you've been told things to try and keep you poor? You want to know the truth? What truth? That you are a slave. You take the blue pill, the story ends, you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Jamie Dimon says Bitcoin is a fraud. He says he'll fire any one of his traders buying Bitcoin. Bitcoin drops 24%. When Jamie Dimon speaks, people listen, people listen. So that weekend, we found out that the largest buyer of a, of a Bitcoin fund that's in Europe, that buys physical Bitcoin, right? The largest buyer was Morgan Stanley and JP Morgan. And that's not illegal. He says it's a fraud. It says he'll fire anyone that buys it. Yes. And at the same time, his company is buying it. His company is buying it. So ir it's just, I mean, so unethical. Right. Okay, George Soros. George Soros, in he January 24th, <laughs> price was already down, calls Bitcoin a bubble, says Bitcoin is the worst, you know, the worst investment in the world. Don't buy Bitcoin. Don't buy Bitcoin. Basically throws uh, gasoline on the fire yeah. at this point. And then what do we find out? So he says bubble here. It drops 44%. Right. And then here in April, two months later, guess what we find out? Yeah. His $26 billion family office has approval to buy cryptocurrency. Right. And you only, we only knew about it publicly right. here. Here. And yeah. this is the kind of thing that George, George Soros is famous for this, talking yeah. the sterling down. Yeah. And what did he do? He stole the pensions of all the little people. Yeah, made a billion. Yeah. Okay, so then here now, Goldman Sachs, this again, February 7th, most cryptocurrencies will crash to zero. Now I remember when they said this in February and I had, through my network, I knew that Goldman Sachs was setting up a crypto trading desk. Absolutely knew they were setting up a crypto trading desk. And I then, remember you telling me that. Right, and then uh, of course they were denying it. No, yeah, we're not, yeah, no, yeah. we're not, no, we're not. Yeah. Price falls down 27%, and then what do we find out? We find out here, uh, they say BTC zero, and then we find out just before May, new trading desk. Not only that, they put $400 million to buy a cryptocurrency trading platform. Okay, so February 7th, L, it's all going to zero. May, oh, we're gonna, we just spent $400 million just on a, on a flyer. And they're not the only ones? No. Are you glad you took the red pill? Does it make you feel unsettled knowing how the world works? How people make money at the expense of others? Does it make you angry? It should. Knowing that people on Wall Street are able to manipulate the prices of assets by influencing investors with fake news and scare tactics.
Now you know the game. Do you want to know what's really happening? The cryptocurrency market is about to experience mass adoption unlike anything you've ever seen. And that's evident from all the developments that have been happening behind the scenes these last three years. More importantly, we recently received news that US banks have been given the green light to provide custody services for crypto assets, meaning American banks can now offer cryptocurrency directly to their customers. Excluding the approximate 55 million unbanked Americans, this accounts for an addressable market size of approximately 273.2 million people. And this is just the beginning. Now that America has provided this regulatory clarity, other countries will follow suit. This wave of institutional adoption will see people rush to get a piece of the action and money will flood into crypto as the social anxiety known as FOMO kicks in. Are you convinced? Best case scenario, you leave this singing. But I don't expect you to leave this with 100% conviction. I just hope this video has inspired you to do some of your own research. There is a lot to learn and I've merely scratched the surface. Treat this as an overview as to why it may be in your best interest to research this subject and build your knowledge from there. Full disclaimer, I'm invested in several cryptocurrencies, one of which I believe has a big role to play in the rollout of the new quantum financial system. I was going to wait for my next video to reveal what it is, but if you can't wait, head over to my Instagram or Twitter and follow me there. Send a DM and I'll be sure to drop you my one pager that provides an overview of the project. This is not financial advice and you should always do your own research, but this does serve as a good starting point. I'll be doing a video deep dive on this project, but if you have some understanding going into it, things will make more sense. My greatest fear surrounding this topic is that by the time people believe me, it will be too late. I also fear that the people that don't listen to me will be the first to say I was lucky. Well, luck happens when preparation meets opportunity. I've presented the opportunity, now the preparation is up to you. If you've made it to the end of this and you haven't fallen asleep, thank you. It really means a lot knowing you've been so engaged. This took a lot of hours to create, but it's all worth it knowing that this information has reached you and could potentially really help you out. This is my pay it forward. And if you found this information useful, please pay it forward to somebody else by sharing this video with them. Every like helps with the algorithm. And when you sub and click the notification bell, you'll be notified when my next video drops. Of course, you don't need to do any of these things, but if you do, thank you for your support. My name is Chad, and you have been watching C2PO. I'll see you in the next one.